I'm Junie Felix, and this is Moving Forward, Tiny Habits for Successful Soul Care. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope and I pray that you and I can encourage one another to walk by faith and to live out of love instead of fear more and more every single day. So how's your stress level these days? And I'm not talking about the good stress, you know, that kind of stress that you feel when you're planning an exciting holiday, taking a new class, maybe one of your very best friends is going to stop by for a socially distanced visit. I mean, the kind of stress that leads to worry, nail biting, comfort eating, you know, that kind of stress. Now, earlier in the week, one of my loved ones shared with me a report that dentists and healthcare workers all over the United States are sharing that there's been a significant increase in patients who are making or trying to make emergency appointments for cracked teeth due to the increased stress directly caused by the uncertainty of this pandemic. And I was glad to hear the news because I've been kind of hard on myself. I tend to do that sometimes as a complex trauma survivor, like I am. And many of the folks that I'm blessed to know and hear the stories about and and even encourage from time to time, if you're a complex trauma survivor, then there's a good chance that you will probably use a tool like I do at night called the mouth guard when you're biting down, just trying to process and deal with recovery and the stress of everyday life. And so I I have a mouth guard that I've used for countless, I can't even remember how long, it's been a long time, but it's a great tool to help with that biting down, that TMJ that happens with stress. And so I felt more grace with myself because, hey, I'm not the only one that's having this real increase. And another one of my colleagues during a Zoom call, he mentioned that there's some brand new data revealing that So many people are suffering from what's called psychological fatigue, and this is caused by not being able to see, envision, or discern the end of the current situation that we're all collectively experiencing right now. I mean, honestly, for the most part, on a global scale, a lot of us are just stressed out by all the uncertainty about the future. I emceed an online event. Our guest was Dr. Cynthia James from the Potter's House Ministry. And she said something that's been echoing around in my spirit for the past week that inspired this this episode of the podcast. She said something along the lines of, don't wait. Don't spend any more time waiting to find out about the quote, new normal. Now is the time for you and I to begin to create our brand new normal. And we all gave a big amen when she said that. I wrote down a little symbol also that I use to remind myself when I'm taking notes to set aside time to pray and ask God specifically about that statement. And when that time came, the more I prayed about it, the more questions I had. And I wonder, has this ever happened to you? You go to God with a question and you wind up with some brand new questions. (laughs) If that's ever happened to you, please don't be hard on yourself. Be gracious with yourself because you're definitely not alone. So some of those questions that I jotted down, uh, number one, how do we curate this kind of mindset to create a new normal? And that question is so big, and it felt so abstract that I almost just kind of crossed it out, discarded it, but I didn't. I I wrote it down where I could see it. The next question that came to mind was, Lord, Father, how do we create this new normal? What will happen if the normal that arrives post-pandemic conflicts with the new normal? 
And then what if we have to throw out the new normal to make room for the brand new, new normal? Yeah, all these questions, they just kept on coming. Had a whole page filled with them brainstorming those questions, as one of my favorite authors, Valerie, says. So it was helpful, though, and I hope you'll try this because it's helpful to just see what your specific questions are. And I started realizing that I was feeling a little stressed at first in this exercise, but then that stress kind of calmed down because God reminded me as I was listening for him to, first of all, be still. One of my favorite memory verses, just be still. Take three deep, calming breaths to quiet my mind and listen even closer. And during that time, he told me about an incident when every single one of his friends, they were worried. His family, too. Everyone was on high alert. I mean, the economy was falling apart. Danger seemed to be right around the next corner and the corner after that. Their nation was divided, afraid, and confused. Everyone was watching and waiting to find out if their old way of life would ever be restored and if someone or something would finally come to the rescue of the nation. And they'd heard their whole lives about how it used to be, you know, when life was simple and prosperous and predictable and ordered. And there was a hardly any kind of way at the time. In all of the chaos that they were facing in this new normal, there was hardly a way to tell the gossip from the real news about what was going on or what was to come. Now, anyone with eyes to see knew that the only thing that they could count on at the time was not knowing what was going to happen next. And right in the middle of all of that chaos, Jesus said, Your eyes are the windows into your body. If you open your eyes with wide wonder, the scripture says, and belief, your body fills up with light and life. But if you live with your eyes squinted, with eyes filled with greed and fear and distrust, your body becomes like a dark, dank cellar. That's one of my favorite translations of this passage from the Message Bible. And I like to think of this passage as though Think of it this way. Envision this. You and I, we're two little kids. We're standing in a dark cellar. It's stressful and it's scary, right? We're right there side by side, but we can't see a thing. We're surrounded by darkness and the unknown. Oop! did you hear that bump in the dark? You know, we just can't see a thing. Scary, right? Stressful. So Jesus continues. He says, you can't worship two gods at once. You'll love one and you'll hate the other. You can't serve both God and wealth. And for this reason, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. So many people are, that's a very real concern right now. But Jesus said, don't worry. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow nor reap. And I love that Jesus says, look at the birds of the air, because that means you're looking up. Look up to the skies. This is one of my favorite tiny habits. Just look up and remember and know that God is so much bigger than any problems or heartache that we're facing. So look at the birds of the air, Jesus says. They don't sow, they don't reap, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than these? And doesn't God clothe the grass of the field and the lilies of the valley? 
When I visualize these passages of Scripture, it proves that God will also care for you and me. It's a good reminder, even down to the tiniest detail, if we let Him. And this tiny grace, I call it, comes into your soul when you meditate on these things. Jesus goes on to say, Your Father knows all that you need, so seek Him first and His righteousness, meaning seek God's will, His timing, His way, and His glory, and everything else will be added provided and made available for you and for me. So don't worry about tomorrow. When it comes, it will be here. Each of our days has enough trouble all on their own. This wisdom from God really is timeless, echoing across the multiverse, because when we focus on this truth, it gives us what I call a mindset of future grace. This tiny decision to take God at His word and focus on His will, His timing, His perspective, and always His loving ways, so that even our tiniest, smallest decisions in this moment are aimed at showing our love and appreciation for His presence, it creates these moments that I call tiny grace. It's grace received from God, grace towards yourself, and acknowledgement of the fact that there are many, many if not things right now that are totally out of your control. And the stress of the unknown that's causing all the cracked teeth and the nail biting, the anger, the confusion, the irritability, in that moment of surrender with humility to the reality that God is indeed in control and He's not going to fail or abandon you. That's how you take a big concept like creating a new normal, and you're able to begin scaling it down, as we say in behavior design. You make it tiny because we're kids, and humans are designed to move forward with baby steps. And you can create your new normal by knowing that no matter what's to come, you will be a person who is in the habit of responding in faith with eyes on Jesus and a mind and heart set on how you can honor and glorify God in all the millions of tiny ways that accumulate like one tiny keystroke building thousands of lines of code in a good, helpful, and sustainable program that brings us together in community, working incrementally toward a future that shows the world what God is like. And the results of this kind of mindset, where your new normal is that you will respond in faith, is that it brings a calm into your journey that's contagious, and it enables you to overflow this grace of God. So if a friend or a loved one is freaking out over the latest pandemic news or controversy, or sharing something deeply personal that they're they're upset about, maybe they're telling you that they're making an appointment to help with cracked teeth because of the grinding from the stress— You can be the one who will listen and say, you know, I'm here for you. This echoes what God is saying to you and about you every second of the day as you reach out and spiritually take his hand, seeking him first. Remember, we're two kids standing in the darkness. Reach out, take his hand. He will always guide us through the darkness and stress of the unknown. So my prayer for you today and for myself is that if you're feeling a little stressed or a lot of stress because of all the uncertainty of the times we're living in, that you will brainstorm your questions, lay them out before the Lord, just like King Hezekiah did in 2 Kings, and let him speak into your journey. He says, don't worry. 
Seek God first, and then take the next tiny loving step into a future that you design, one faith-filled choice at a time. Well, thank you so much for listening. For more encouraging resources, be sure to stop by juniefelix.com for a free download of my event bestseller. It's called The Gift of Sorrow. And also you receive updates on my newest project with my publisher, Nath Press. It's called You Are Worth the Work, Moving Forward from Trauma to Faith.